What is up, everyone? Welcome to L2R2 PlayStation Podcast. My name is Fonzie. Joined by my co-host, Indie Game Dev, my UK bro from another month, Cal Monroe. Cal, it's been a hot minute. How you been? Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, as I said to you earlier, I was uh, out drinking last night, so just getting over the the fragile next day. But um, yeah, it's uh, been nice to be able to go out and enjoy myself for for the first time in a while. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, just uh, like I said, been watching Lord of the Rings and feeling sorry for myself and eating lots of junk food to try and uh, soak up all of the uh, alcohol. But um, but yeah, no, good to good to be chatting again. Hopefully, my internet will behave itself. But it's uh, <laughs> been good good so far. So. Nice. Well, you you're wearing the the hangover welts. Like I don't see any, you know, crazy. I get like, uh, you know, bags over my eyes and stuff. It looks like I hit like a trip by a train anytime I, yeah. I drink, you know, too much. And you're wearing, you're looking younger somehow. So good on you. <laughs> I, I I've slept a lot. I've, I've slept a lot today. Um, but I woke up. I mean, I got in at about four in the morning. Um, and I, yeah, I woke up properly at about half twelve. So, and I've had some like I was in and out of consciousness throughout the day. So. Um, I think I've just, yeah, just that, that's sort of the way I handle hangovers is I'll sleep until I feel okay. If I sort of wake up and don't feel okay, I'll go back to sleep until I sort of feel like sort of all right. But, um, but yeah, thank you. It's probably, it's probably just the light just on my face that's <laughs> making me look like I have life when actually right. yeah, it's not true at all. <laughs> now, are you, do you have a regimen? Like, are you hydrating while you're doing it? Cause I've learned over the years kind of like a, uh you know just like a way to navigate that and not just like go balls to the wall and then just you know run into the ground and i feel like complete shit like have you figured out your regiment to how to ride that wave uh no not really it's <laughs> it's kind of just like i'll just see what happens the next day sometimes i'll sure. be fine and sometimes i'll uh i'll not be so fine but yeah not normally just sleeping uh sleeping the pain away is uh the the, the way i i handle it I, I try and make sure that if i'm going out drinking that the whole of the next day is like is is reserved is sort of i've got nothing on uh just in case i need to sleep for like a ridiculous amount of time <laughs> right yeah uh, sleeping is a good way to to also deal with it but uh yeah it's and i i rarely like really you know push it to the limit like i'll just kind of you know drink some whiskey here and there but um yeah i don't get don't get as lit as the kids say lately but yeah once uh once we can open up and start having uh more events uh you know out in the wild i'm down because i think a lot of people are now just like super you know hungry for just interaction so as soon as they can go to bars and just you know see people i don't know how long that lasts before we just start hitting each other again but i think there's a demand for that right now yeah i think it's um it's 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 kind of like i was, I was really keen because I, I hadn't been drinking like properly uh in ages either and, and even when i've been going out to pubs um like recently as they've been opening i haven't been like going mad uh because i forgot that beer costs money as well which uh, yeah. i've always got to, uh, got to keep an eye on but but no last night i went to a friend's and drank a lot and uh, it was very easy to uh to get very drunk so and yeah i woke up this morning and i was like oh maybe i didn't miss it that much actually (laughs) i could like taste like tequila in my mouth and i was just like yeah this isn't actually enjoyable uh (laughs) but there's no no doubt i'm sure it'll happen very 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 soon again despite sort of the warnings that my body's given me (laughs) yeah you gotta avoid those or just disregard any kind of red (laughs) alerts in your brain I'll be in a human. Uh, we'll end our RE8 conversation there and let's get in some of the news. So there is a good amount of stuff. We can kind of pick through it. Um, 
This first one is just uh, awesome to see, but we got a uh, new DualSense colors. So we got the pre-order available now at Sony's direct website. These released June 11th and there's two colors here. I don't have the names of them, but, um, they're insanely awesome. How do you feel about these, these, uh, new dual senses announced? Yeah, I, I think, um, I've been sort of thinking about getting a second controller, uh, for a while now. So it's a good time to, to do that. I think they're well-priced as well. I, I, when I remember when the dual sensors first announced, I thought they'd be like a hundred pounds, especially looking at the, the, is it the Xbox elite controller, which is like 170 pounds or something. Yeah. Um, so I assumed there'd be a lot more than they are. So yeah, I'm definitely keen to get, I think I'll get a black one, um, just to, just to sort of test the water and then maybe get a red one as well. Cause it was the same thing when the DualShock 4s, when they started releasing new colors, I did get a bit addicted to getting them all, um, until I had like a fleet yeah. of controllers. So I'm hoping <laughs> that I won't do the same again. <laughs> yeah. Same. I think I have like five, uh, DualShock 4s now. Um, yeah, I think I'm more interested in that black one just because the white on the back of that DualSense, it gets a little crummy, a little uh, little gross on the back, and I have to keep cleaning it, and I realize, oh, I guess my hands are disgusting uh, every day of my life, and I have to actually pay attention now. But so with the black one, don't have to worry about it anymore, and I can just, you know, uh, eat my Cheetos and not uh, worry about getting my controller dirty. So very excited for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so those release soon. Um, Callum, we got our next one here. Some uh, news or updates on Returnal. So House Marquee searching for Returnal autosave solution, but it's not easy. Uh, this is Cat Bailey of IGN. House Marquee says it's heard the feedback from fans, but that implementing a save feature is easier said than done. We understand that there are some systems systems in place that are currently a hindering factor. House Marquee Marketing Director Mikhail Havari told Axios today. Havari's comments dampen hopes of a solution that would enable players to quit without fear of losing their progress, while other roguelites like Hades includes a quick save solution that retains the tension of permadeath, it's clearly, clearly not easy to implement such a feature in Returnal. Other developers have sounded off on the subject. I often see players exclaim how easy it is to add something, especially if other games have it. Spelunky designer Derek Yu told Vice Games last week, but every team and game has different priorities and nothing is really as trivial as it seems from the outside. Still difficult as it is, Havari says, House Marquee is looking for a solution, but currently we just don't know exactly what it is. So it's very difficult to announce anything because I think there's a lot of people a lot of different people looking for different things. Um, Callum, how do you feel about um, this? I imagine it's not a deal breaker for you because you're kind of fine where Returnal is at at the moment, but as far as modifying just the save aspect of it, how do you feel about them looking into something like that? Yeah, I think, it, I mean, it'd be nice to be able to quit and return to where you were um, or turn your console off or anything like that. Um, so it'd be, yeah, it'd be a good thing to be added in. Um, but yeah, I don't think it again. again like, I think uh, that guy you quoted sort of said it well. It's all dependent on what they're prioritizing, what they're working on, and whether they think it's a good idea or not. Because I don't think adding that in will, you know, necessarily generate more sales or anything like that. I'm not sure that many people are holding off and buying it because it doesn't have an auto save feature. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if they they added it in. It'd definitely be sort of a, a help help out a little bit, but. Um, yeah, whether or not it will actually happen, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's tough because uh, they're even mentioning that they don't really know how they would even do that if they were going to do that. So I feel like it's it's going to take a lot of time and resources to where maybe it's not even worth it because they've have they have other priorities like 
there's bug aspects of the game that they have have been working on. There's been a couple of updates since this article was released last week. So they have other stuff that they're working on that's uh, just a bigger priority or DLC and other stuff that that's coming down the line. And so the whole save thing might not be worth it at the end of the day. I and mean, yeah, like just like you mentioned, I don't think it's going to equate to more sales or more people jumping in. I think if, you know, Returnal is your bag, it is. And if not, then, you know, you just move along. So, and I don't know if just the save aspect is going to make it more approachable for people in general. So, um, you know, it's, it's tough. It'd be cool to see them, uh, implement that, but it's just got to work out for their schedule and budget and, and we'll see, but, uh, I would love the, for them to add something like that, but I would go even further cause I'm crazy and had like a baby mode, something that I could just have fun with it, but I'm still, I'm still chipping away this past week after finishing RE8. I've been jumping in more and I mentioned I can get to the second boss or the, sorry, the first boss, but I can get him down to a second health bar. So I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe one day in a year, I'll actually beat this, this goddamn boss. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really dope game. It's just, man, it's, it's pretty tough for me, but, um, yeah, we'll see. It's, uh, it's still, I'm still really excited to see what they come up with and DLC down the line. And yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm really excited for house Mark. Yeah. All righty, Callum. So we got the next one here as I switch over to this screen. There we go. Sony has more than 25 PS5 exclusives in development and almost half are new IP. This is Sammy Barker, PushSquare.com. PlayStation Studios, a group which houses renowned, renowned Sony developers like Naughty Dog and Insomniac Games, has more than 25 titles in development for the PS5, and nearly half of which are entirely new intellectual property. That's according to a Wired Postmortem, which features anecdotes from key PlayStation personnel like bosses Jim Ryan and Herman Holst. The platform holder has stressed on multiple occasions that it wants to double down on exclusives, and it's announced several partnerships with new teams like Haven and Firewalk to submit, supplement its own internal efforts. But 25 games is a lot. It means we can look forward to a bright future on PS5 for sure. Um, yeah, that's pretty pretty amazing. I mean, uh, I think it's always tough for the first year of a, of a new gen. So it's, it's just over time, we're going to start to get these juggernauts coming in. But how do you feel about them working on 25 different first-party games behind the scenes? Yeah, I don't know when I'll get time to play any of them. Uh, just yeah. I've already got so many games that I need to get through. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's amazing. It's um, that's a lot of games, uh, and exclusives normally mean um, you know top top production sort of quality uh, because obviously they're only being made for one one platform. So they're always sort of the the most exciting games for me. So. Um, yeah, really, really excited to see sort of more and more of them announced. And with half of them being new IPs, you can't even sort of begin to imagine what what we're going to be talking about in, in a few years' time. Yeah, that's the thing. And really, it's going to take time to get these things, uh, these games out here, and which works well because you can't find a PS5 in the first place. So that's a segue into our next one here. Sony now expecting PS5 shortages to continue into next year. This is Liam Wiseman of IGN. It sounds as though PS5 supplies will continue to be limited into 2022. It was never going to be easy to launch a new console in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, and Bloomberg now reports that Sony has spoken to a group of analysts about the supply constraint issues affecting PS5 supplies, reportedly warning that shortages will continue into 2022. I don't think demand is coming down this year, and even if we secure a lot of more, a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation 5 next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up with demand, Hiroki Totoki reportedly told the analysts. So it's not looking good for anybody out there without a PS5. And it's going to take, uh, you know, at least into next year to get more of these out here. Um, it's a bummer. And it's, I don't know what you do about it. It's just across the board, 
all these different chip manufacturers uh, manufacturers having a hard time even the automotive industry anything need, that needs a chip is struggling right now so uh, how do you feel about a lot of these people not getting their hands on one till 2022 yeah it's a real shame i mean i know i'd be uh really frustrated if i you know, was still looking to get one so i can definitely sympathize with with that but you know there's not a huge as much as i love it and playing resident evil in particular on it was great i mean it looked unbelievable but the the, the, most of the games you can still play on your ps4 and i mean like games like mass effects just come out which will probably take your whole year to to get through so um yeah there's lots there's lots of stuff to play there's I i think the main thing is the whole fear of missing out but i think people just need to relax play through their backlog and you know they'll get one when they get one um and uh but yeah it is it but it's one of those things it's just out of everybody's hands you know releasing a console in these times um i mean i'm definitely noticing more and more people getting them i know that there was a few, in the uk at least there was a few mm. drops over the past couple of weeks which i know a few people managed to uh finally get theirs on so hopefully they'll still be trickling out until 2022 that it doesn't mean that there's no chance you'll get one before then but um yeah, I mean, it's no real surprise that these shortages are going to keep going on because we're seeing it still everywhere else. So um, yeah, hopefully uh, soon we'll not only be able to get PS5s, but graphics cards and all these other sort of PC components that are sort of really difficult to get your hands on at the moment as well. Yeah, and I guess that is the benefit of having the last generation so strong with so many sales that, and well, it was one of our kind of gripes sometimes with some of these newer games coming out, say like at the time Spider-Man or Horizon Zero Dawn, where they were still going to support PS4 because there's so many consoles out there. But now it's worked to their benefit where because it's so hard to get the PS5, at least you have these games still um, supporting last gen and coming out there. So pretty much, I mean, there's and there's very few you know exclusives out for either console. So you can still play a lot of these huge games on current gens or uh, last gen stuff. So it's worked out to the benefit of everyone who, who still doesn't have a next gen console. So I think you have a good, you know, year and a half year or two where you can still play these huge games on your current console. So it should be fine. And you mentioned where it's like, there's still so many games and all of us have a huge backlog where what do we really complain about? They just go back and play some of those older games. It's a bummer, you know, to miss out, but like, and then all these games are still on last gen. So it's, it'll be all right. We'll just hobble along until we get there basically. Yeah, when you when you mentioned there was twenty five new PlayStation games sort of in development, I, I was straight away like, oh no! <laughs> like as much as it's like a, a really nice thing, it's I'm also just like constantly thinking about all of these games that I need to finish. So um, it's just never gonna. I, I think I just need to accept the fact that I'm never ever gonna get through all the games I want to play and uh, just yeah accept it. It's just just accept it. You have no control over the over your life, over the world, and you just gotta keep on going. Ready come, we got our next one here is about The Last of Us. We got a Last of Us 2 update for PS5. This one was from uh, Games Radar Ben Trier writes, The Last of Us 2 PS5 patch brings next-gen graphics to Naughty, Dog, Naughty Dog's masterpiece. The Last of Us 2 PS5 patch has been officially revealed in a new trailer. The Last of Us 2 PS5 patch, which is numbered 1.08, includes the ability to toggle between a 30 FPS and 60 FPS performance mode. This goes alongside other enhancements, other enhancements that focus on resolution, faster load times, and more. However, the PS blog post doesn't mention whether or not this patch will also bring haptic feedback or adaptive trigger support. Um, Callum, have you been? Uh, I know you've wanted to play uh, Last of Us Two again, although I think you might have recently played through it. I know I've been waiting for like a PS5 version, some kind of upgrade, 
And so I'm super excited to jump into this. But how do you feel about getting to play PS uh, or uh, Last of Us 2 on PS5 in 60 frames? Uh, I th- sorry, I th- my connection's just uh, having a bit of a wobbly at the moment. Ooh. Hopefully you can hear me okay. Um, yep. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit too little too late for me uh, just because I recently uh sort of because i think because it's taken so long i was always waiting for the for this to you know go back and get the the, the platinum trophy yeah but it just got to the point where i was like well, it's been so long i might as well just go back and do it now um so yeah i just think it is a bit too late i, I think this should have been ready before beforehand i mean it came out so close to the ps5 um that they I, to, to me it, it didn't really make sense that they didn't already have that ready um but I mean, at least it's done now, and um, more and more people will be able to play it because it was so noticeable playing it on PS5 with 30 FPS. I mean, it was very juddery in some areas. I mean, it's still an amazing looking game and plays really, really well. But um, yeah, it's just a shame it's taken this long to to have this support. Yeah, it's um, so I lucked out because I've been holding out for some kind of update. Although this is still just letting you like an upgrade to that PS4 um, version of the game on PS5. Uh, do you think there's still hope for like a legit PS5 version, whatever that would be as far as like going true 4K, uh, 60 FPS, I imagine would still be the max, but like increasing, you know, texture resolution and that kind of thing. Do you think we still get like a legit PS5 version of this game? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'd be interesting when Factions uh, comes out to see if they'll sort of do anything with that. I imagine they will. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably see something similar to what they did with The Last of Us. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think that the the sort of best guess is to imagine that when Factions is due to come out, that's when they'll look to try and bundle it or, or something like that, because it would be probably a a good idea to say you can only get Factions if you buy Last of Us Part Two on PS5 or something like that, yeah. um, which would be you know annoying, but i can see it happening but um yeah so I'm, I'm sure it will eventually get a ps5 native version i mean we're even getting a last of us one <laughs> ps5 remake or whatever right. apparently so um i definitely wouldn't be surprised but um but yeah hopefully uh, if it comes with a separate trophy list i'll might pop it pop into it again but um i mean i'll definitely be playing the multiplayer when, when that comes out yeah so i just looked it up so june 19th was when the last was part two came out so we're coming up on a year anniversary pretty soon i wonder if they'll try and coincide with that year to announce you know an update on factions or ps5 version of the game but also june 19th what happened to time i, I feel like this game just came out and it's already been a year it's like how does yeah <laughs> i feel like it was just christmas not that long ago yeah like, what the hell's going yeah, on I've only, I've only just sort of recently realized it's not january anymore um yeah despite despite the very january weather we're getting here in england um yeah it's very it's very weird year i think it's just I, th- I think there's just so much going on at the moment just in the world that it just makes everything go see go by so quickly um uh, and it's annoying because i remember at the end of 2020 when we sort of heard about the vaccine and stuff i was i kept sort of saying to myself right 2021 it'll be a really good you know nice fresh start for everybody it's all going to coincide with that uh, and it's now looking like it's going to be 2022, hopefully, that uh, yeah. all of that stuff's going to going to start happening. But you know, it's nearly the summer. Well, it should really be the summer now, I suppose. But um, so uh, onwards and upwards. But yeah, hopefully we'll get some game announcements as well. 
to sort of make us all feel better about the fact that Tommy is uh, just not correct. <laughs> it's an illusion. It just caught me off guard seeing like it doesn't feel like that long ago. But yeah, it's been a full blown year basically since the game came out. Jesus. Yeah. But all right. So, Cam, the next one here is about Bi Mutant. I don't know if this game has been in your radar, but there was some uh, drama recently with the PS5 version. So, Biomutant only runs at 1080p on PS5 due to technical issues. This is Andy Robinson of VideoGamesChronicle.com. THQ Nordic says it's deactivated native 4K support for Biomutant on PlayStation 5 due to technical reasons. Instead, the game will run at 1080p, upscaled to 4K when played on PS5. In comparison, the Xbox One version of the game will run at 4K 60fps with dynamic resolution on Series X and Series S will run at 1440p 30 frames per second. The PS5 gameplay video published this week states that the option for native 4K on PlayStation 5 has been deactivated due to stability and performance-related reasons. In a further statement published on Twitter, THQ Nordic said, due to technical reasons, we deactivated native 4K on PS5 for the release version of the game. It added, neither are native current-gen versions, but the PS4 Xbox One version already performs better, better on current-gen due to more powerful hardware. Native version for current-gen are coming, but we can't share any more details yeah, so the internet got very angry. They were playing this game on PS5, but it's still locked to 1080p. Uh, how do you feel about this? And have you been watching Biomutant? Are you excited for this game? I saw a trailer recently, and it looks pretty interesting. I don't really know much about it, what it what it really is, but it, it seems pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I'll end up getting it unless I see something that really uh, sort of makes me think it, it, it's worth my time, just, just because I've got so many other games on sort of at the moment, Mass Effect just come out, which I'll need to to get at some point too. Um, but yeah, so is this the so am I right in thinking this is the PS4 version? That's it's not like a PS5 version. It's the backward. So back. So it's a backwards compatibility problem, uh, mostly. I imagine. I think that's the case. Yeah. So it's using that PS4 version, and uh, there's no actual. Uh, hardware benefits it seems like on the ps5 it's it's locked at 1080p, at 1080p as it is on the ps4 as well yeah yeah it's, it's frustrating i mean it, we've, we've we've seen it with a few things um on playstation their backwards compatibility is just not just not really good enough um and obviously with xbox it's pretty seamless it's almost like there isn't well there's no versions on xbox it's just the same game across the, the different consoles but plays better on whichever hardware you have um yep. so yeah it's a shame it's it's it must be frustrating for people who really wanted to play this game on their ps5s but um but yeah i mean I, are they going to bring out a ps5 version or are they just bringing out the last gen ones apparently in that uh twitter or that tweet they mentioned that there uh there is plans for or they're they're going to make an announcement on a current gen version soon they just can't say anything okay. yet so you have to imagine behind the scenes they are working on a legit ps5 version of the game uh, it has been in development for around four years so um you know maybe they just they just been focusing on current gen and that's the priority and then they're eventually going to drop some kind of update um but we'll see i know people just uh online were frustrated you know that uh, it's locked to 1080p but um I i'm pretty stoked for this game i'm the more i watch uh gameplay of it it looks really cool so it's devs from um the oh god i'm forgetting the um name of that franchise but it's um just cause so it's x devs from that so they started a new studio so it has that open world vibe to it. it's very actiony and uh has strong rpg vibes to it and so i'm super stoked and the 1080p isn't uh, a deal breaker it's a bummer but um 
I'll still play it because it looks, even though it's saying to be, it looks great. And I think they're trying to do a lot on screen at once. So maybe that's why they just kind of need to figure out how to optimize it and then unlock it for PS5. But I'm super stoked for this. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it, it definitely does look cool from what I've seen. And um, I mean, I, I, I can already, I haven't seen sort of any of the arguments, but I can already imagine what they're, what what the sort of uh, content content will be of them, but I mean it's it's frustrating because you know we it's obviously not because the PS Five is incapable of running a game of that fidelity um, at the intended resolution. It's obviously just because the the PlayStation just doesn't have uh, very intuitive backwards compatibility, and I think we've seen that already with lots of other games. Um, so it is frustrating, and I think until we sort of move away from last gen, we're going to see more and more instances like this. Um, but but yeah, like you said, it's not it shouldn't be a deal breaker for anybody. Um, it's I mean it's the same as when people are saying about 120 FPS and they don't even have 120 hertz TVs. Um, it's just not really something that I think I think people just prefer to be able to say that it is a certain thing rather than actually play it and notice right. the differences themselves. Um but yeah, it's, it is definitely a bummer. Um and hopefully they'll they'll sort of get it get it sorted. Yeah, I think it's kind of buzzword stuff. People see that and the whole new thing right now is 4K, especially 60 frames per second. So they see that their full blown new console doesn't do that. They're, you know, firing shots on online, but like well have you played it? Have you seen some of the gameplay? It still looks pretty dope. And there's, yep. you know, an update coming down the line, um, but people this, like to freak out and shoot from the hip, and that's pretty good. one game. I mean, Resident Evil Village is probably the best looking game I've ever seen. So, like, it's. I think you can take one game and go, oh, these next gen consoles aren't, you know, what this and that. But like, if you play it, like they played some of these other games on the PS5 or the new Xbox that, that look amazing. Like, it's just. Um, like you said, it is buzzwords and just making a mountain out of a molehill, mostly, um, I imagine. But I mean, that's not to say it's not acceptable, or uh, like, or it is acceptable. It's it's not. And um, but you know, the, the, these kind of things happen all the time. If you look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla when that first came out, that was in a really really poor way on the Xbox, um, and I think they ended up fixing. I mean, I think it's in a poor way on both now. I think they ended up making it even worse <laughs> somehow. Oh. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, th these things happen all the time where you have games that perform worse on one system for one one reason or another. I mean, they're very complicated things uh, and, you know, different consoles work differently and sometimes it's going to cause problems like this. Yeah, and at least for THQ Nordic, uh, giving them some some praise for like just, you know, coming out in front of this and telling people ahead of time, here's what the deal is. They've been uploading a bunch of gameplay separately. So like PS4 uh ps5 xbox pc all different um you know gameplay uploads that show you each game running at what it can what it can what it can do and so they're trying to get ahead of it and showing people and just being honest and you know transparent so i think it's good to see that and it's not you know just a, the game comes out and then we realize oh it's 1080p blah 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 it's been upscaled it's not true 4k then you have a lot more drama on your hands so at least they're telling you beforehand and you can make that decision to buy it or to not buy it and so i at least respect that aspect of it and it doesn't seem as you know the trickery by them just you know uploading it or uh releasing it rather and not telling people so it's like we have the choice as consumers to the way to decide whether it's a, that's something that's super important to you or, or not yeah 
So quit freaking out, everybody. All right, so Calum, we got the next one here. As we roll down, PlayStation Studios, creator pages live on Steam and teasing more PC ports. This is Sammy Barker of PushSquare.com. PlayStation Studios now has an official creator page on PC storefront Steam, and it's teasing more PC ports beyond Days Gone, which is due out on 18th of May, so it already came out. Several titles are listed on the page, including Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Predator Hunting Grounds. However, if you click the About tab, you'll notice that 41 releases have been assigned to the page, many of which are currently private. It's worth noting that Helldivers is its uh, DLC already account for around 16 of those items, so it doesn't necessarily mean those 41 slots are all different titles. Of course, none of this is news, really, as Sony has indicated its intent to port more of its portfolio to PC platforms. Earlier in the year, leaked documents revealed that Epic Games was willing to pay PlayStation up to $200 million in order to get dibs on four to six first-party titles on its storefront. Um, so this is good news. I, I mean, the, Sony has been uh, transparent the fact that they're wanting to bring more PC, more PlayStation games to PC. It seems like they're really trying to they're getting the groundwork ready. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, as How do you feel about this news? And what do you think might be their next port to PC? Um, yeah, I think it's really it's, it's, it's uh, really great to see um, more games come to PC. I mean, if you look at Days Gone, that's been received really, really well, which is really nice to see. It shows that the majority of the critical backlash was because of the bugs. Um, so now it's out on PC without these bugs. It's, you know, everyone's really loving it, which I think is... Uh, much more sort of well more deserved for uh, of the game so it's nice to see these games get sort of get a second life um with a new audience um yeah i don't know um about sort of what's going to be ported next um it, it could be there could, there could be sort of lots of different games i mean i think horizon's always uh oh no horizon's already done isn't it um mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm, I'm really not sure i mean i think bloodborne could be a a good one to to do because i know that there's a yeah. big soul pc community um but yeah I'm, I'm really not sure i mean there's just so many different exclusives that, that you do wonder um uncharted would be another sort of cool one as well uh to, to do so um yeah we'll have to wait and see but it's uh it's exciting that these games are going to sort of again get a second life and get some uh time in the spotlight again i mean i'd love for a game like uncharted to to sort of just be talked about again um it's just because it's uh just such a they're just such, such a great series that obviously for normal reasons doesn't really get talked about much anymore so it'd be nice for games like that to be revitalized and, and thrown into the spotlight again yeah for sure i mean they have so many games they can i guess they have to they have to strike the right balance where it's it's stuff that's been old enough to where it it's not like you can just play them on pc and disregards or disincentivizes you to get a new PlayStation console, like they have to, I guess they have to go with older releases. So it's something that, you know, makes you a fan. So then you get the new PlayStation console so you can play that game uh, the, or the new entry. But um, I'm loving this. Uh, I actually bought just uh, the other night, bought Death Stranding on sale for PC. And I've been playing that a bit more and just realized or just fall in love with that game again, because I really, really dug that game. It was just the ending that fell apart for me. But it's it's beautiful. It runs you know, amazing. You have the fully unlocked frame rates and textures. And so I think there's just a lot more room for them to bring their titles over to PC. Maybe even it'd be crazy, but maybe even Returnal uh, on PC because it already runs so well, looks so great. But if you could let people fully unlock everything and play that on PC, I think that could be dope. And so they maybe don't have to focus on the older title so much. They can you know, maybe balance it where they have some newer stuff that comes into play or stuff out of left field. But uh, either way, I think it's a no-brainer 
to follow this line that Xbox has been doing for a long time now. Yeah, I think Britannia would be good, especially if, uh, when you look at sort of using a mouse and keyboard. I think it'd be right at yep. home with that sort of uh, control input. So, yeah, that'd be a good shout, actually. But I don't know whether... I think that would be one that would be a few years years' time, probably. But, yeah. but I mean, that, but that's a great game that, that could have all these quality of life improvements, you know, like we are talking about earlier with the auto-saving and things like that, and then released again on PC, similarly to Days Gone, which has had all these quality of life improvements and then re-released. So games like that, it, it would work really, really well for. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. At least we're in the future now where Sony is willing to let these titles transfer over to PC. So it's it's a good time to see that. Alrighty, Cal, we got some PSVR 2 news. So PSVR 2 reportedly includes 4K display, eye tracking, and haptic feedback. This is Jordan Alleman of IGN. PSVR 2 will reportedly include a 4K display, eye tracking, haptic feedback, and more according to a newly published report. So Upload VR cites multiple reliable sources on the matter who say that Sony has shared details with its partners about these PS4 2 features. The report suggests that the new revision of the headset could feature a 4000 by 2040 pixel resolution, gaze tracking, and a lens separation adjustment detail, a feature that can be seen on the Valve Index headset. The 4K resolution would be be a big step up from the original PlayStation VR, which featured a 960 by 1080 pixels per eye, and a small step up on the popular Oculus Quest 2 headsets, 1832 by 1920 per eye. Um, That's a lot of detail on these pixels, and I don't know what that means. Seems like it's better. Eye tracking within the headset will allow for uh, foveted rendering, a technique that allows VR experiences to reduce the quality of rendering in players' peripheral vision, essentially allowing for developers to increase the quality of what players actually see. Another feature mentioned in the report is haptic feedback, which report suggests that could be implemented via motor in the headset and would complement the headset's new controllers, which also feature haptic feedback. An onboard camera would track the position of the controllers, reducing the amount of peripherals needed to make the headset work. Another small note mentioned in the report is that the headset will reportedly connect to the PS5 via a single USB cable. Uh, that one's big for me too, to not have that that chunky box set thing. But how do you feel about some of these features? Not officially announced from Sony, but rumor mill and apparently reports say that this is going to be in PSVR too. Yeah, I think it's um, easy to believe. I think haptic feedback especially is a very natural sort of evolution to what we have now. Um, I think that's one thing that, that you can really hone in on and, and sort of say that, that that would be sort of well uh well received there especially on the headset itself i think that would be really cool um but yeah it's it's sounding really really great um it's uh making me sort of well i was going to say it's making me sort of regret getting the oculus but i think for the price that the quest 2 is at it's not really something you can you can regret really um yeah but yeah i mean it's definitely i never really considered having like two vr headsets like i would never think of getting that playstation vr but i think now after hearing what i've heard so far and obviously all the exclusivity things we've seen with PlayStation, the first playstation vr um i think it could definitely be um worth looking into depending on its price obviously but we've already mentioned that it's going to have to be priced very competitively uh because yeah. the oculus quest is standalone and so cheap um people can buy it without having a, a console so it, they need to definitely compete with that VR entry point sort of uh, price. Yeah, they're in a tough spot where they have to step step it up with PSVR 2 from the original PSVR, but also make it still competitive with the Oculus, which is the you know most successful VR unit right now. So it's tough, um, but I think um, you know I'm super excited to actually feel these features and, and see what a 
what people think of PSVR 2 and you have those exclusive, that's going to be the big the big uh, selling point of PSVR 2 is having those exclusives. Do we see maybe RE8 gets its own PlayStation VR 2 exclusive situation just like they had with RE7? Uh, I know Oculus has a deal with uh, having with having Resident Evil 4 VR exclusive to them, at least for a timed aspect. So I wonder what deals are being made there. But um, yeah, it's that the fact that they're bringing over those features and having it being one cable that goes to your PS5, that's a huge deal. Um, so it seems like they're on the right track. But the next big thing is how much is, is this thing going to cost? Yeah, definitely. Um, it could definitely go one of one of two ways. But um, I think there would be pretty foolish to to outprice it sort of too much to to sort of make it too expensive because again because the quest 2 is standalone people will just opt for that instead and and unless they get some really great exclusives um which obviously is hard to think of right now because that they'd be in the future but um yeah you can't really justify spending much much more than you would on the oculus quest 2 unless it really really has some uh crazy features i mean obviously the 4k display would warrant a little bit of a price increase or, um in comparison but you still got to just be careful because so i don't think people care about resolution when it comes to to vr just because it's not about how real everything looks because that sort of feeling of being in vr just trumps all of that kind of thing i mean I always say my the best experience i've had on vr is on playstation vr playing resident evil 7 and that compared compared to you know visually compared to games on the oculus is much much lower quality but it just doesn't matter because that, that's not what you know you, you don't care about how real things look in vr because that you get a different sense of reality just from being there and interacting with things yeah i think uh you're on something where they need to kind of focus uh, more on does everything track well does your you know your hand movements or the controller uh, is it one-to-one where you, there's no delay and if everything's a little bit blurry in the world or, or less resolution, um, people I think are willing to bend towards just having a more fluid experience and not uh, care as much as like the the resolution on stuff. If it feels better, there's no motion sickness or less of it with something that's a little, you know, less, um, has a lower resolution. I think they'd prefer that over something that has the highest resolution, but it's, you know, not able to track your movements and all that kind of stuff better. So yeah, there's a balance I got to strike in. Um, yeah, I've never tried the PSVR. I, I would love to, but I think I'm going to wait to see what PSVR 2 looks like. I'm also curious, I'm imagining or assuming that PSVR 2 is only going to work on the PS5. I don't know if they've confirmed that, but that might kind of, they might have to wait to, you know, release this thing where they're in a world where you can get the PS5. So you can also get the PSVR 2. They're almost shooting themselves in the foot. If you, if they release PSVR 2 next year and you still can get a PS5, it's like they have to wait till both those things can be available. I mean, it'd be cool if it if it had some sort of standalone features, you know, maybe some games that you can play on it uh, without the PS5. But because um, I mean, similarly to Oculus Quest 2, where the, the, that that you know is in, in itself a machine that can run pretty incredible experiences without uh, the need of a PC. But the option to plug it into a PC for that extra power is is there. So. You know, if Oculus can create a standalone headset, which you don't need anything else with for the price, then there's no reason why PlayStation can't do that as well. Um, because, yeah, like you said, if people can't get their hands on a PS5, at least they can buy a PlayStation VR 2 and play, you know, these smaller games or things on it. And then when they get the PS5, it's going to open up these new games to them. 
Yeah, I think it's a big deal. If they can nail that just like Oculus has, then that's way more competitive. But we will see. So, Callum, uh, let's we'll uh, end on this last one here since you are a big fan of Final Fantasy. This was in the rumor mill just recently. So, rumor, another major PS5 exclusive Final Fantasy game will be announced at E3. This is Robert. I have lights behind my TV that are falling apart. That's what's making that sound. Um, so, this is Robert Ramsey of PushSquare.com. Square Enix has another Final Fantasy game in development exclusively for PlayStation 5, according to a fresh rumor that's already being picked up all over the internet. This is in addition to all the Final Fantasy projects currently announced, such as Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Intergrade, and we assume Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2. This rumor stems from Navtra, a reset era insider with a seemingly accurate track record. Navtra pre- previously predicted most of the main reveals for Sony's first PS5 showcase, including the fact that Final Fantasy 16 would be announced as an exclusive. Navtra writes, I believe you can expect a lot, at least one more major Final Fantasy announcement in addition to updates on the currently announced stuff. The post goes on to say that it'll be a good E3 season for Square Enix overall. So, Callum, uh, how do you feel about this possible, you know, this rumor floating around? And what do you think that next exclusive to PS5 or PlayStation could be? Uh, yeah, obviously, I'm super pumped to hear that there's there's something out there that we don't know. Um, and it's going to be Final Fantasy related. Um, I think if I was to guess what it would be, it'd probably be a uh, tactical RPG like Final Fantasy Tactics. Just because that that's a game that people just love. I mean, so many people uh, say that. I mean, I personally haven't played it before, but I, I know a lot of people say Tactics is their favorite Final Fantasy game. Um, it's meant to be really, really great, and it never got a sequel. It's never been, um, well, it never got a proper sequel. It's never been <laughs> like brought out onto current consoles or anything like that. Um, I think you can get it on your phone and maybe Vita or something. Um, but yeah, so I think it makes sense for not necessarily a Tactics 2, but a grid-based tactical RPG set in the Final Fantasy world, because that, those games do seem to be making a little bit of a comeback as well. Um, so I think that would be a a good move if they were to go for that. I know that a lot of people would would really, really um, want that. And But yeah, I mean, if, if I was to say what I would want, but it probably wouldn't be, it'd, it'd be nice to get another remake of maybe Final Fantasy 6. Uh, you know something like that or a, a sequel to one of the other the other seri- uh, games i know that a lot of people want a final fantasy 10 part three um mm. so yeah it's really interesting th- to speculate on uh final fantasy is always uh, a game sort of series like that that you can speculate forever and ever on um but yeah it's just exciting to know that there's going to be something else announced at e3 i just hope it's not something really naff and crap <laughs> yeah i imagine uh <laughs> Everyone's feeling that way. Um, and we're pretty much, you know, getting close to that normal E3 season. Uh, June is usually when that stuff uh, starts to uh, to roll out. And I know that Jeff Keighley has his Summer of Games, uh, I want to say in two weeks or a week from now. So you have that coming. Uh, I know E3 still exists as an online thing, but some uh, some uh, in some aspect, like it's still there, still has some big, um, you know, properties tied to it that are still going to be there. You have to imagine PlayStation is going to have its own thing, Xbox, same thing. I know Xbox has announced uh, some kind of joint um, conference with now that they have Bethesda. So we're getting into that season now. So we're going to start to see some of these big announcements. So um, yeah, it's cool to see another, you know, exclusive for for Final Fantasy on PlayStation. So I just wonder what that thing's going to be. Uh, and I have no idea. Even when they announce it, I have no idea what it is because I've never played one of these games, but people love it. <laughs> All righty, Callum. So we'll end it there for the week. It's been a long one here. But uh, we can end it there. How can they find you online, Kelm? 
Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bear Munro. Awesome. And you can keep up with the show as well on Twitter at Plastic Pod. That is it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.